marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Just kidding, of course. My name is Steph, and I'm Lex. And this is Chasing Childhood, a weekly podcast where we talk about our childhood favorite movies and video games and see if they still hold up as adults. Welcome back and happy early Valentine's Day. What better way to celebrate than to watch one of the best love stories of all time? Inconceivable. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> as you may have guessed, our movie this week is The, the Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Before we get into it, here's a little disclaimer. This episode is for sure going to quickly turn into us quoting the entire movie. So be Be warned. warned. That being said, (laughs) that being said, we have a fun one for you today. So let's get into it. All right. The Princess Bride is a 1987 American fantasy adventure comedy film directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, Chris Sarandon, Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, and Christopher Guest. Wow. Massive cast. Massive. That's a lot of people. I would have butchered five of those names. (laughs) Um. Doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) You're doing great. All right, so The Princess Bride was adapted by William Goldman from his 1973 novel, The Princess Bride. I love this fact because it shows how The Princess Bride was Goldman's baby. And I don't know about you, but I can't really think of another writer who created a novel that was adapted to a movie who also wrote the screenplay for that movie. I feel like... There have been ones. Yeah. I think Stephanie Meyer was actually involved in a lot of the Twilight. <laughs> I don't know why I know that, but I feel like she was heavily involved. Okay, let me let me rephrase. I think it's interesting because he actually created an amazing movie. Yeah. So Don't you diss Twilight like that? We're gonna have a lot of <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of write-ins. <laughs> Listen, when they casted um what's his name? What is his name? What is his real name? Because I only know him as Edward. (laughs) Robert Pattinson. I cannot believe you're disrespecting Robert Pattinson right here on the podcast. He's a good actor. I saw him in another movie. But at the same time, if he shows up to Batman set, like if he shows up to the Batman set glitter with glitter on his body, I will throw something. I can't believe you just said I saw him in another movie as if he isn't like an A-list world famous actor. Is, but I saw him in one other movie. I'm gonna lose it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. He'll never listen to this, so it's fine. So, Goldman has long stated that The Princess Bride is the work nearest and dearest to his heart, and he loved it so much that he was present during filming, and according to Elwes, who plays Wesley, Goldman's nervousness even ruined a few takes. Yes, I actually did know that, and that's even before looking up our fun facts. I actually did know that he messed up the R.O.U.S. scene. Yeah. Where they're in the fire swamp and Buttercup's dress catches on fire. He, like, freaked out and was like, her dress is on fire! And they were like, we know. (laughs) Right. And I also have... um, I have Carrie Elwes's book, As You Wish, and in there he says that there's even a part where, I guess the first shot that they did, he ruined it, Goldman ruined it, because he was praying in the background, and they needed <laughs> complete silence on the set, and this man was sitting there reciting like the oh. Lord's Prayer in the background, because he was so nervous. Oh, Which is so cute, but also so, like, I would have been nerve, like, I would have been so nervous, too. If I were on the set, I'd be pissed. Right? <laughs> I, I know what that feels like when you want everybody to be quiet and somebody's, you know, talking somewhere. <laughs> Someone just sneezes. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> so initially, The Princess Bride was well-received by critics at the time of its premiere, but was only a modest box office success. But thanks to home video sales over time, this masterpiece has become a cult classic and has received many well-deserved awards. A A couple noteworthy awards include in 2006, William Goldman's screenplay was selected by the Writers Guild of America as the 84th best screenplay of all time, which I think that should be higher, but that's what I'm saying. And in 2016, The Princess Bride was inducted into the National Film Registry, being deemed as culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant, which sounds really great, but if we remember last week, Shrek Shrek was also inducted (laughs) into that. But Shrek is great as well, so relax. I agree. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So hey, Steph, have you ever heard of Plato, Aristotle, Socrates? Yes. Morons compared to the movie guy from IMDb (laughs) and his wonderfully simple plot synopsis. (laughs) We might not be able to get through this. Um, 
in his wonderfully simple plot synopsis. While home sick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love. Aww. Yeah. The cutest love story ever. All right. So, Steph, do you want to start us off with the fun facts? As you wish. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... My first fun fact is about my favorite actor from this movie, Mandy Patinkin, who plays Inigo Montoya, has said that the role of Inigo is his personal favorite over the course of his entire career, which is pretty significant to me because I also love him in Criminal Minds, so that's pretty substantial. Yeah. He claims that the only injury he sustained during the filming of this entire movie was a bruised rib due to stifling his laughter in his scenes with Billy Crystal. Oh my gosh. (laughs) His attempt at holding back his laughter is obvious from his facial expressions during his line this is noble sir (laughs) (laughs) that's so good it's good because he like plays it up as he's really choked up with emotion but he's actually just trying really hard not to laugh it's so good what I, i was about to say what is the name do you remember the name of the actress who played his wife during that scene carol kane I had no idea it was the same lady from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I love her. Yes, Carol Kane is the name of her. She's hilarious. Yes, she's hilarious. I like how you said is the name of her and not is her name. (laughs) Is her name. English be hard. Is the name of she. (laughs) She who was once named Carol Kane. (laughs) So my first fun fact is that Andre the Giant was actually French and his English was not very good. So Rob Reiner and Andrew Scheinman recorded all of Andre the Giant's scenes on tape with Rob doing Andre's lines. During rehearsals, Andre would walk around with headphones with the tape playing all the time. Aww. Isn't that so cute? The more I learn about Andre the Giant, the more I just love him. Just dedicated to his craft. Just a gem. A gem of a human being. My heart. R.I.P. Did it work, though? Like, him doing that? So, yeah, it worked great, and they didn't even have to loop his lines. That's awesome. Yeah, usually you have to do a little bit of ADR afterwards, so that's pretty great. Yeah. So, my next fun fact is that when Count Rugen hits Wesley over the head, Carrie Elwes told Christopher Guest to go ahead and hit him for real, and Guest hit him so hard, they had to shut down production for a day while Elwes went to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. When, dude, no, just do it for real. No, it'll be great. Do it for the take. Goes horribly wrong. Oh, my gosh. At that point, do you think Christopher Guest felt bad or if he was like, you know what? He told me to. Like, I, mean, I feel like you know that he told you to, but you still feel a kind of bad because you're like, oh, man, yeah. I just sent this guy to the hospital. And thankfully, yeah. Carrie Elwes is like a really nice guy. So he probably was yeah. just like, it's cool. It's fine. But And oh I mean, God. I hope Christopher Guest is a nice guy, too. And he's just like, oh, I feel bad instead of being like, I didn't know my own strength. I must go <laughs> do evil now. <laughs> like... <laughs> True. What else has Christopher Guest been in? Did he just become a supervillain after this? (laughs) The world will never know. All right. So on the day Wesley was supposed to wrestle the R.O.U.S.'s, which was supposed to be actor Danny Blackner in an R.O.U.S. costume, which I didn't know beforehand. I was like, that is insane that they actually put people in the costumes. That's so funny. Yeah. So on the day he was supposed to fight the R.O.U.S.'s, Danny Blackner was nowhere to be found. So he arrived late on set with a long story about being pulled over for speeding the night before on his way home from the bar. And he was put in jail for a few hours for drinking after the police officer who pulled him over didn't believe his story about having to work as an actor or stuntman playing a rat the next day. I'm dead. (laughs) Why do I feel like the police officer was like, all right, you can go back to the furry convention when you're done here. I'm tired of you. Oh, my gosh. He's like, have fun with your rat men. (laughs) (laughs) Buddy, we get mascots in here all the time. (laughs) He just walks in with him with uh with blackner and he's like we got another one guys (laughs) lock him up (laughs) so my last fun fact is that there really was a dread pirate roberts by the name of bartholomew roberts also known as black bart who operated in the caribbean in the early 18th century he is reckoned by many to have been the most successful pirate of all time Mm. that being said the dread pirate roberts costume was modeled after a different infamous vigilante zorro only leaving out the cape as it was felt it was unnecessary and the hat obviously as it doesn't suit the character i just want to note that um 
Captain Jack Sparrow is without doubt the best pirate I've ever heard of. So F Dread Pirate Roberts, okay? She's like, I never even heard of you. <laughs> right. I'm like, who is Dread Pirate Roberts? Like, get out of here. I can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and my last fun fact over here is actually a, kind of an alternate ending that got cut out of the movie. So apparently at the end, in the original cut, Fred Savage walks over to his window. Fred Savage, who plays the little boy in the movie, right. um, walks over to his window after his grandfather leaves from reading to him. And he actually sees Fezzik, Indigo, Wesley, and Buttercup all riding on their white horses outside, <laughs> which I thought was really cute, but also seems kind of like cheap. If yeah. that makes sense. Like yeah. It, it's a very, like, Disney-fied, happily ever after ending, but I like the mystery behind the ending that they went with. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I completely agree. I think that would have been way too cheesy and way too, like, yeah. okay, how did they even get there? What What are we doing? Right. Yeah, I agree. Although, I will say at the end, when the grandpa says, as you wish, I kind of, in my mind, I was like, there's no way he's he's Wesley. But it's just so funny that he says, yeah. as you wish, and you're like, he's old. Wesley was young. You're like, he's gotta be, it's like, it's like the grandma at the end of Balto again. You're like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, Wesley, stop reading your diary to your grandson. <laughs> Wesley reading his own fan fiction. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just goes to, it's probably not even his grandkid, he just goes to a bunch of different houses reading his story to kids because he's that important <laughs> all right well in honor of valentine's day and before we get into our movie review we're gonna play a little game have you ever heard of the song association challenge game yeah well this is called the movie quote association challenge oh god no please <laughs> <laughs> so we totally just made this up but it'll be great and to host our game today, we have a special guest star, my good friend, Lauren. Yay! Welcome, Lauren. I just want to let you know that after Tyler basically hijacked our show, <laughs> we only have one requirement for new guests. So whatever you do, you cannot be funnier than us. Lex is like, it's forbidden. You can't do it. <laughs> With that said, welcome. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. I'm Lauren. Hi, Lex. Hi, Steph. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> Welcome to Podcasters Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a podcaster. Thank you. <laughs> She's putting this on her resume as we speak. Literally. <laughs> so our fans, aka our parents, know what's going on. Can you please drop some knowledge and explain the rules? Yes. Okay. So this game is basically the same general idea as the Song Association Challenge, meaning I will be giving Steph and Lex one specific word. But instead of singing a song associated with that word in this version, they will have to recite a movie quote containing that word in it. Oh, no. We are for sure going to fail. <laughs> I'm going to start singing like <laughs> I'm going to do the song challenge and just start <laughs> going <laughs> with song lyrics. <laughs> I said, okay, I'm over here like we're for sure going to fail. But at the same time, Steph and I have such stupid knowledge in these giant heads of ours. <laughs> we might actually crush this. Like there's a slight, there's, there's a slight chance. It's bold of you to say. Don't build us up for this. <laughs> I'm just saying, Lauren has no faith in us. The bar is on the oh floor. It's like Dumb and Dumber where he's like, so you're saying there's a chance. There is the smallest yeah. chance that we could, we could pull through. <laughs> All right. So can you give us an example? Yes. Okay. So say I give you guys the word father. One of you can say, hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. Ooh. Got it? Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. I'm Let's down. get it on. Let's do this. All right. So your first word is toy. Is toy or boy? Toy. Toy. T-O-Y. You are a toy. Yes. Yes. You are a child's plaything. <laughs> You're an action figure. Toy Story. Literally what I had in mind. I love it. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Off to a great start. Hit us with the next one. Yeah, we're on a roll. Okay. Not that this is a competition, but I'm crushing you, Steph. <laughs> You can, you're doing amazing. I have one brain cell. We've talked about this. All right. So what's the one? What's the next one? Okay. Okay. It's trust. Oh, gosh. Do you trust me? Aladdin. No. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so mad. Ooh, that came to me so quickly. My heart is racing. Romantic. Ooh. Even for Valentine's Day. Sookie, sookie okay. now. Mm. <laughs> 
Okay. No pressure. You guys are tied. So this is like a super close race. We're going to see who has the bigger half of a brain cell. (laughs) It's you. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) It was cut unevenly. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The word is gold. Ooh. Mr. Gold owns the place when she goes it's from once upon a time when she goes mr gold owns the place and he goes uh she goes the hotel and he goes no the town that's not a movie from our childhood (laughs) no she's reaching she's reaching silver and gold (laughs) no um all that glitters is in gold, mate, from Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Is that from our childhood? Yeah, it's from my childhood. What year did you get born? <laughs> when did you get born? When did you get born? We discussed Step English, the English is not working again. for me today. <laughs> what year did you choose emergence? <laughs> Lex, my name is. <laughs> But yes, oh it's the, the scene where Jack and Will are on the boat going to save Elizabeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Love Orlando Bloom. <laughs> we get it. You're ahead. <laughs> My palms are sweating. <laughs> okay, okay. Next word okay, is going to be die. 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 Live together. Die. die. <laughs> From a bug's Bad life. voice for life. When did you choose? To got dead. Did you got dead? Did you get die? <laughs> Did you got dead stuff? <laughs> Lauren, you better cut it out. God, only every day. Too funny. Stuff, <laughs> uh, stop crushing me. What happened, Lex? You're you're falling behind. You're falling behind, girl. Let's go. <laughs> my see, my mind keeps going straight to adult movies. So when you said die, I literally started saying ride together, die together. Bad, bad boys, boys for, for life. life. <laughs> Oh my gosh, help. Please send help. <laughs> okay, so your next word is boss. Ooh. I'm a boss. Mm-mm. No, uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, um, no, the Incredibles. When he strangles his boss, what does he say? No, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> I know. Boss. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to give us, like, another 15 seconds to think of something. Right. I'm going to need 50. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear my brain rattling around right now. I can hear it. Um... Oh my god, I feel like there's another Aladdin quote that goes with this. No. I just can't <laughs> think of it. <laughs> oh, I got nothing. Does anybody have something? There is. <laughs> there is a friend like me. No! Oh, you the boss! The, the king. king! The, the shah! Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god. That one goes to no one. We took too long. That goes to Lauren. <laughs> That goes to Lauren. Point for Lauren. Perfect. I'm on the board. Watch me, Mom. Here we go. She's tied with me. If you beat me, Lauren, I'm going to be so mad. I won't be invited back. I get it. Right? I'm just cut out. Okay. Okay, so your next word is dragon. 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 No! I don't do that song thing. <laughs> I apologize for Steph who's gonna have to edit this. I am screaming into my microphone. Like, I'm like so oh, mad. Lord, I'm gonna have to turn these way down. <laughs> I'm so mad you said it at like a split second before I did. Damn you. You should just say it with me. <laughs> so we can get the point together. Oh my gosh, that's not how it works. Dragon. I don't do that tongue thing. <laughs> that's the quote I had in mind. So too. good. Love it. <laughs> so good. Okay, one final word then. This is it. No, you have to give us enough so I can pa- I can make it back and like kill her. Well, it was supposed to be like a tiebreaker, but it's fine. Shots <laughs> fired. <laughs> She's like, you're sucking so bad. She doesn't break any time. Oh my gosh, I've never been so insulted. But yeah, you have to give us enough words that I can beat Steph. I gotta catch up. This is this is gonna be the whole entire episode. <laughs> like, it's just the game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We don't have too much to talk about the movie. We've seen it eight thousand times. <laughs> right. It's true. Honestly, if you have more words, you can always get them all. Steph just wants to beat me even worse. Yes. 
correct. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I would love to kick you while you're down. I would love nothing more. It's my dream. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. So the next word is hero. Zero to hero. Just like that. Yes. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Hercules. We've already talked that we need to bring back Lauren for the Hercules episode one day. Yes, we do. God, yes. So I can give you some useless information about ancient Greece. I'm ready for it. <laughs> they were I love all, that. They were all gay. Let's just get that out there. Oh my. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. How many points is that? Steph, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what the score is anymore. Do you want another word? Let's do one more. See if Lex can catch up. You have like 30. (laughs) You have like seven. I have two. I think two is a little much. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So your final word. Oh, God. Not much of a tiebreaker, but I have faith. It's going to be the word show. This is the greatest show. No, that's not. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought of too. (laughs) Right. Um,. Show yourself. Ooh. From- that's not from our childhood. <laughs> that's not from our childhood. <laughs> it's not from our childhood. Gives me goosebumps. I love it. Same. Same. <laughs> it's so good. The only thing that's in my mind right now is show me the meaning of being lonely. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fair. I mean, every every Backstreet Boys music video was a movie in its own right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope you know I'm trying to stall. I'm I trying know. to <laughs> distract you. <laughs> and I still have nothing. Um, I can show you the world. But that's Aladdin again. We can't do that. Again! Yay! <laughs> the entire thing has just been like, how many Aladdin quotes can we fit in? Right. Yeah. This is really an Aladdin review, everyone. All of our answers, I think, were all Disney movies. <laughs> we were they like, were all Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> they were Aladdin, Hercules, Toy Story, Bugs Life. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had a theme. Disney is just injected right into our veins. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal. I think that feels like we're tied. That feels like we're tied. It feels like a win on my yeah. part. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Lauren made it on the board. It feels like a win on my part. No big deal. Um, I, I got a participation trophy. Thank you. <laughs> She's like, I'm just happy to be included. Right. <laughs> Literally happy to be nominated. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you to all the little people I had to step on to get here. <laughs> I'd do it again. <laughs> Lex talks such a big game considering that was her all of five minutes ago. Right. <laughs> Crushed it. <laughs> that was great. I feel like... We failed. My, again, my, my, my brain is beans, so I don't know <laughs> anything anymore. Well, thanks, Lauren, for joining us and for for being with us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. That was fun. (laughs) And we'll definitely be bringing you back for our Hercules episode in the future. Maybe. Wait, I know. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to see if our listeners like you more than us first, and then we'll decide. (laughs) She said you're on thin ice. (laughs) I'll make sure my mom leaves a very long review. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh, we're going to have to, it's going to get to a point where we're going to have to put names in a hat and like decide who's going to be on the podcast. Like one of them's going to be Tyler and Steph. One of them's going to be Lauren and Lex. Tyler's going to put his name in like five times. So we just keep picking. He will. (laughs) That's a lot of chaotic Libra energy for you, Steph. How can you do? (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Just a lot of people roasting me at all times. Okay, you're pretty. I've told you that. Thank you. Thank you. It feels like an insult, but it's so nice. (laughs) All right, Lolo. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Yes. Well, thank you. Of course. Appreciate you guys. Have fun. All right. Bye, honey. Bye. All right, let's jump into it. Yay! Lex, how much did we actually watch this as kids? And you're just going to answer for both of us because... <laughs> right! Oh my gosh, so I don't know about Steph. So actually, this we might differ on this because I think I started watching this more as an adult. So I remember watching it a few times as a kid, but I never really like wore out the VHS with this one. I watched this a lot as a kid, but you know what I'm realizing right now? I absolutely watched it with your sisters and not you. Yeah... 
Yeah, this is my sister. This is my sister's favorite movie. Yeah, of all time. Yeah, we watched. I watched it all the time with them, and I don't know if you really, yeah, watched it as much with us. But I remember watching. I with wasn't them. born yet because I'm an infant. We are literally a year apart. <laughs> <laughs> Your granny. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I watched with them for sure, and I watched it a lot. And yeah, I definitely think I started watching it a lot more as an adult. But I watched yeah. a, a decent amount as a kid to the point that it's definitely nostalgic right. for me now you guys watch it together and count your gray hairs it's fine <laughs> so what do we remember about it from our childhoods i remember that i was terrified of the rous scene <laughs> yes and the eels yes i didn't remember the eels as much from when i was a kid but i definitely remember i always just looked away or just did something else during the rous scene because i thought he was so scary yeah. and now that i'm an adult i'm like that's absolutely a man in a suit <laughs> <laughs> absolutely a grown man. And now we know it was a man who was drunk the night prior and yeah. spent the night in jail. So that makes it Literally. even more relatable. Love Literally. him. I, so I think I remember that. And then I always remember Princess Buttercup's line when she's like, you mocked me once. Never do it again. I died that day. Yeah. I used to say it to my brother. <laughs> mean to me. Like, you mocked me once. Never do it again. And he's like, what are you saying? <laughs> That is too funny. So do you remember anything else from this? Because I honestly, I think the only real things that I remember from when I was little was the eel scene because they always freaked me out. And now that I'm older, I think that it's just Anaconda. <laughs> That's such a great movie. It's just the movie Anaconda <laughs> again. Movie. <laughs> and then the, um, the other part that I remember is the part where Wesley's like drop your sword because he's such a baller in that part yes yes and he's so fine he was one of my like childhood crushes for sure oh my god literally this and men in tights lost my mind robin hood men in tights literally lost my mind every time i got to watch them the princess bride and robin hood men in tights are carrie elwes's like peak hotness i know i'm like he was so hot and for what for what (laughs) but also was it because he was really that hot or was it the Zorro costume because I always love Zorro as well I mean it's the leather pants we all know this but like for why why was he so hot yeah I don't know uh ridiculous ridiculous Mm -mm -mm. I just love me a good billowy top on a man (laughs) we love a good period piece (laughs) I love a good pirate (laughs) it's true We've always wanted to be pirates. For sure. Can we make that happen? Side note. Can we make that happen? Like, can we just be in a period piece together where we, like, are just pirate lasses? I feel like we've talked about this in previous episodes where you were like, I always wanted to be a pirate. And I was like, it's not too late. And you were like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's never too late for you to be a pirate, honey. There were lots of girl pirates. They were great. They were fierce. Right. I mean, I dressed like Bridgerton for my birthday. So why not? You can do it. I believe in you. What better time to be a pirate than in COVID quarantine? (laughs) Where no one can see me. Exactly. (laughs) Except the DoorDash guy. (laughs) (laughs) He's seen weirder, I assure you. (laughs) He's going to see me in my full costume and be like, I quit that day. (laughs) I hit rock bottom. not worth it. (laughs) I was someone's rock bottom. So let's get back into it. (laughs) Yeah, what was it like for us to rewatch this as adults? It just gets better. It just gets better and better as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I will say, I always forget about the little boy and the grandpa. Like, I always forget about them. Really? I don't know what it is about little kids and, like, when people come and read to kids (laughs) in movies and then they show up at the end again. I forget about you the entire film. Lex, you know the little boy is is there in the whole film like he's there throughout the I know whole but he's film. like barely there I was too busy looking at Wesley's billowy shirt that's so funny because one of my favorite lines now that I'm an adult is that I still use all the time now is when the grandpa goes yes yes you're very smart now shut up I love that so much <laughs> it's like one of the best lines the grandpa is one of my favorite characters in this but yeah I don't know, rewatching this as an adult, there's just so much nuance to it that I did not appreciate or get when I was a kid. I think we say that for a lot of movies now that we rewatch them, but yeah. there's just so much that, obviously, there's a lot of adult jokes in it as well that you don't get till you're older. I don't know, there's other little jokes, like, I think when I was a kid, I didn't get the whole rhyming between Inigo and Fezzik when they're on the boat. I didn't, that didn't occur to me either. I was just like, haha, you said the word peanut, and like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get it. Right. Um, 
But yeah, what about you? I love this movie so much. I will say, like, I have a controversial question. Oh, no. Is this a Christmas movie? What? Is this a Christmas movie? Why would this be a Christmas movie? It's not even Christmas. Because it's set during Christmas time. Is it? Did you not notice the Christmas decorations in the background in the beginning? Oh, oh, well, he's reading the book to him during Christmas time. Yeah, and the grandpa gives the little boy the book, but it's wrapped in, like, Christmas wrapping paper, too. Oh, I thought you meant the Wesley and everybody story. I was like, how did you get Christmas? It was, like, the middle of July. (laughs) Wow, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and then there was, like, a Santa Claus hanging on his door, and... I was like, is this technically a Christmas movie? Because it took place with the grandpa reading during Christmas time. I'm going to be super honest with you. I always just assumed they were Jewish. <laughs> like, I just made the assumption. <laughs> You're exasperated. <sighs> You're so fed up. <laughs> She's like, we've been doing this for 21 weeks and she hasn't gotten any smarter. (laughs) I signed a contract. (laughs) Yeah, you're in this for the next five years. (laughs) I need out. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that was my controversial question. But now let's get, I'm going to get back into it. So um, I will say I love how in movies, at least, how the main character comes back for like the love of their life at the exact point Mm -hmm. that she becomes like some other guy's fiance it's always the same thing you gotta have a little spice it's so funny it's like you were gone for five years and then the day buttercup was announced as humperdinck's fiance wesley's like now hold up (laughs) (laughs) he's like you thought i was dead but i'm here now honestly does that make like does that make wesley like a toxic man who's just like well i don't want her i'm gonna go be a pirate for five years oh no now i'm back oh you can't have her though because i still have dibs like i'm gonna go get some booty for five years my pirate (laughs) booty (laughs) and then i'm gonna come back there should definitely not be children listening to this sorry mom (laughs) so it's just so funny to me that 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 happens so much in movies yeah that and the fact that for some reason whenever people don't have a mask on that covers half their face they're unrecognizable Shows and movies always do that. My favorite, my personal favorite, my problematic, cliche favorite is when people go to like masquerades. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know who this is. Like, like in like a Cinderella story or whatever, when she goes to like the ball and he's and Chad Michael Murray's like, I don't know who this is. I was like, she was your waitress four hours ago. Like, (laughs) relax. Right. No, my personal favorite is Superman. This man puts on glasses and a button up and they're like, who are you? Oh my God, it's so true though. I was just Clark. (laughs) It's so true. Yeah, it's just like Batman. I think I can understand more just because like you can only see like his mouth and his chin and you're like, okay, who are you? Right. But (laughs) I sound like John Mulaney, but (laughs) who are you? But like I, yeah. I don't get it for, like, things where it's, like, you can very clearly... And Wesley, she's, like... I also always notice that she's, like, and the farm boy had eyes like the sea after a storm. And then, like, they yeah. they pan over to him, and you can see his He's eyes. He's looking at her. And I'm, like, you... If you were so in love with his eyes, how do you not recognize them? He doesn't look any yeah. different. He's just got a mustache and a black mask over his eyes. <laughs> like Right. Ugh. Crazy. And how do you not recognize Carrie Elwes? Come on now. Literally. Anything. Honey. Anyways. I did like how um, Andre the Giant, he had a line that said, um, people in masks cannot be trusted. Yeah. And I thought that was funny coming from a pro wrestler. Yeah. (laughs) That was really funny to me. And then um, I adore the swashbuckling bromance between Wesley and Indigo. Like, that is one of my favorite scenes in the whole film. I'm also just really partial to sword fights in general. I think they're so much more interesting than other type of... Even fist fights or obviously gun fights. I just think there's something so inherently cool and attractive about sword fights. I think probably just because they require so much skill to do. Um, And obviously this sword fight scene was super choreographed and super, you know, well put together. Right. What did they say? It took how long for them to film the the one three minute scene? A long time. It was longer than a week, right? I think it was like a month or something. 
Yeah, because they had to be trained for it. They had to yeah. rehearse it, practice it, and then actually film it. And then they said that they did all of their own stunts in it, except yep. for the scene where Inigo does the flip off of the stone pillar. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't do that. A stuntman does that. But they did everything else, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it reminds me a lot, just unfortunately jumping back to Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, uh, when Will and uh, Jack, yes, when they're having the fight in the... Giving you the background music. Yes, thank you. <laughs> when they're having the fight in the blacksmith shop and their whole thing just took so long with all of its choreography. Like, it just... I hate you. <laughs> I'm setting the scene. <laughs> it just, it reminds me of that, just how intensely choreographed it was and how perfect it had to be to meet all those little marks. Right. Um, I don't know. I'm just really, I'm just like a huge fan of sword fighting scenes. I wish we had more. It deserves a lot of respect how much they put into it and um, yeah, and how intense the training was, like you said. And I love the co- the conversation between the two of them as well during that whole scene. <laughs> how he says he said something like, "You know, I'm just waiting to kill you," and then Wesley says that does put a damper on our relationship. And then yeah. <laughs> Indigo says like my favorite line that is literally me in a nutshell. He's like, "I hate waiting." <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> It's so good. Yes. And then they're like, right after that, um, he's like, you seem an agreeable man. I hate to kill you. And he's like, oh, you seem like a great guy. I hate to die. Like, <laughs> Right. It's so good. It's so good. I have so much respect for Wesley. Like, I mean, obviously he didn't do all of this in one day. But right. in the movie, like the character of Wesley, this man scaled a cliff he fought Indigo with, with the sword fight. He bested Fezzik with strangling him. And he's not an easy man to strangle. And he's running from, like, obstacle to obstacle. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> this man has unlimited energy. I want whatever he has. I want the triple shot of espresso that he gets every morning. Like, this man is unstoppable. It's true love. He's running on true love. You can't stop true love. You can only delay it a while. Yeah, he's just got boundless energy and somehow accomplishes all of this in like the span of two days, which is hilarious to me. Um, Vicini is one of my other favorite characters. And obviously the way that he dies is iconic. You know, everybody knows the famous, you know, (laughs) never bet against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Right. um, You know, his inconceivable and all of that. He has some of the most iconic quotes from the whole movie. But I wish he was in it more. Like, I love his death scene and I think it's a perfect time for when he dies. Yeah. That they have that scene. But I'm always just like, oh, I just, there could have been so much more humor. I just, I just wish he was in it more almost. Yeah. I mean, I think he was perfect for that role. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, his voice to me is like nails, nails on, on a chalkboard. chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> him him and uh the guy, I forget his name, the guy who voices um Iago from Aladdin. Uh Gilbert Gottfried. Yes. So him and Gilbert Gottfried are like nails on a chalkboard to me. It it drives me their voices drive me insane. That's fair. But I actually think it's in, it's kind of nuts that um I mean, reading up on this, we we both learned that he was very insecure in that role. Apparently, um... Really? Yeah, so apparently Danny DeVito was up for the role before (gasps) him. Oh. And I think Danny DeVito turned it down. So because Danny DeVito basically said no to the role... Wallace Shawn was so insecure, like, I guess being the second choice really took a toll on him. Gotcha. And he he was so, like, nervous on set. And even during one part, well, during the Battle of the Wits, you can see him sweating. And Carrie Elwes said he was actually sweating during that scene because he was so nervous about messing up. He thought he was going to get fired, Aww. like, if he messed up at all. Oh, and now it's like yeah. his most iconic role. Right. That's so, aww. It's so sad. And I'm like, I wish he would have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Right? <laughs> that, that hurts my heart. Well, good job, Wallace Shawn, because it yeah. was easily one of the best, like, roles and performances of the whole movie. Yeah. And I mean, Danny DeVito obviously would have been fantastic as well, but I think this was much more suited for Wallace Shawn. Yeah, definitely. But there were so, Steph, there were so many people who were up for roles for this movie that didn't get them. And I was like, what? Wait, tell me some of them. Like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was supposed to be Fezzik. Yes, I knew that because then he got too famous by the time they went to make the movie. Yeah, and they couldn't afford him anymore. Yeah. 
And then, okay, so William Goldman, the guy who actually wrote the book, The Princess Bride, and wrote the the screenplay, wanted Carrie Fisher for Buttercup. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is so hard because Carrie Fisher is like... Up there. My queen and idol. Like, she and Leah Remini are like my queens and idols. And then, oh, man. But I also really love Robin Wright. I mean, obviously House of Cards, like Robin Wright is, uh, you know, Forrest Gump. Robin Wright is incredibly talented. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. I think I would have been happy either way. Yeah, and then Colin Firth was supposed to be uh Stop it. Was supposed to be Wesley at first, which I'm I'm like, get out. Get out. Colin Firth only belongs in the Mamma Mia universe. He <laughs> does. <laughs> Lauren He will barely to belongs in Love Actually. He barely belongs in Love Actually. Love like him. get him out of here. I love him. Oh yeah, he absolutely just belongs like on a boat in Greece. Just He singing. does. Like, or in um, Bridget Jones's Baby. Yes. Or Bridget Jones's Diary. I forgot that like Bridget Jones's Baby wasn't the first movie. Yeah. There's like three of them, aren't there? There's a few of them, yeah. Yeah. And then I think the last one that I have here is that Liam Neeson actually revealed on the Graham Norton show in twenty in 2007 that he auditioned for Fezzik. What? And Rob Reiner, the, the director, actually like scoffed when he heard that Liam Neeson was only six foot four. I mean... A six foot, I mean, okay, granted, people are six foot four, Tyler is six foot four. They're giants by normal people's standards, but like they're not yeah. like giants, like you yeah. need for the role of a giant. They're not Andre the Giant, seven foot tall, yeah, 500 he's got pounds. It in his name. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to beat that? Right, exactly. So, I mean, if any of those actors were casted in any of these roles, it would have been a completely different film, in my opinion. Totally different. Totally different. The only one that I could see that it would still have the same lasting, you know, cult classic yeah. effect would have been Carrie Fisher. Yeah. But I'm still really happy with Robin Wright. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm, I would have gone with Danny DeVito. Like, if he was in it, it would have been different, but I love Danny DeVito. So I feel like he probably would have owned the role as well. Yeah. That's fair. Which is funny because earlier I just said that Vizzini was perfect for Wallace Shawn, but whatever. <laughs> um, Okay, I just have to say, I would have been pissed if, well, I went through, like, the fire swamp and everything, and I fought Indigo, and I, like, choked out Andre the Giant, and I beat uh, Vizzini in the Battle of the Wits, and Buttercup still went with Humperdinck. Like, I would have been so mad. I would have been like, shoot me right now, because I have nothing left to live for. She just left me after I did all of that. Like, take me out. He's like, she had this great talk up on the mountain where she was like, I died that day. Yes. And he was like, wow, I love you. And they're like, wow, so great. And then she still left him for the rich boy. I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, she did it to save his life. But at the same time, I was like, girl, stay girl-a, with the man. girl Why would you leave Carrie Elwes? I mean, that's fair. <laughs> like, if I were him, I might also be, like, happy because she didn't do too much while they were in the forest except get yeah. herself in trouble. You know, this typical True. damsel in distress. So it would might honestly be, like, if she stayed with him, then he'd just have to save her again. Right. And it would have been annoying and he couldn't have saved himself. So And she was very pessimistic the entire time, which I thought was kind of funny because I thought she was so relatable. <laughs> yes, because Wesley is so optimistic and, yeah. like, they're walking into the fire swamp and she basically is like, we'll never survive. And Wesley's like, nonsense. You're just saying that because no one ever has. Like, <laughs> like yes, that's the point. <laughs> it's so good. But I just want to note that I love their chemistry. Like the chemistry between Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright. Like, Did you know that they had actual crushes on each other in real yes. life while they were filming this? Yes. And they would even ask for more takes on like the kiss scenes and stuff like that. Like, come on. Why did that never happen? Shoot your shot. <laughs> why did this ship never sail? People, why? Missed opportunity. Yeah, no, I noticed that they have very intense eye contact. Yes. Which the movie isn't Oscar worthy, but it's a super fun, it's lighthearted, it's meant to be kind of campy and fun. Yeah. And their, like, eye contact is intense. And then when I read that, that they were, like, super into each other. In love with each other the entire time. That makes so much sense. They were absolutely, like do you want to get dinner after this? Like, like, what do you want to do? Listen, after 2020, after the year that we all had, this is the power couple that we deserve. Can we make this happen? Carrie Elwes and Robin Wright. Like, can we make this 
happen. You're like, I don't care if they're married to other people at this point. Like, this is what I need. I really don't <laughs> care. Oh, I love it. This is what the world needs. Honestly. But they really are one of the most iconic pairings of all time. You know, yes. This is one of the most iconic love stories of all time. I mean, I said this in our last episode before we signed off, but this movie I mean I put the whole marriage quote from it uh yeah in my literal wedding and yeah, you one, of, one of my yeah you were there um the best well, the best part was all the people who didn't know what was going on yeah I was <laughs> like okay know whether to laugh people who should have been cut from the guest list no I'm kidding right but, <laughs> but I was like yeah so we literally loved it so much one of our friends did some readings of quotes and such from our for our wedding and he read you know this quote before he did the actual serious one mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just this movie, this couple, this whole love story has always been one of the most inspiring and romantic, you know, ones of all time. And right. it just felt more right to me than doing it's it just I don't know. I guess it's just nice because it ends on a happy note. Everybody gets their happy ending and it's not like super tragic. Yeah. Um, which I think is something that always appealed to me. I mean, other than Humperdinck, who should have gotten way more of a satisfying ending. In my opinion, Correct. but that's fine. Correct. But if they killed him, he wouldn't have gone on to voice Jack Skellington. This man <laughs> tried to start a war by murdering his wife. Fiance, calm down. <laughs> he hired people to kill his fiance and he got nothing. What? Yeah. I feel like... Did you feel like the little boy where he was like, what? They don't get him? Yes. And I, I was like, to the stocks. Like, I'm like, off with his head right now. She's like, hang him by his toes. Yes. Tar and feather him in the court. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. And then I love the part where Indigo and Fezzik realize that they need another person on their team. And Indigo's like, we need the man in black. My mind went straight to, he's going to go find Will Smith. Bye. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Another Will Smith movie. Love him. Oh, we should put men in black on our list. <laughs> we should. Both of, like, the, for oh the first gosh. and the second one. Because the second one is terrible and we need it. <laughs> it is horrible. So I will say... The only critique I do have for this movie is that people just know things that they shouldn't. <laughs> like, for example, Indigo, he, like, knows exactly who the six-fingered man is without even seeing the six fingers on his hand. Like, he just knows when he sees him. Well, he saw him when he was a kid. That's true. He saw him when he was a kid. That's who gave him the marks on his face. That's true. Yeah. But there was another thing where I was like, how did he know that? Oh, I was like, how did Indigo know that Wesley was Buttercup's true love? Like, when they're down... I mean, he scaled the side of a cliff and <laughs> went through the swamp. No, but nobody tells him. And even then, like, Indigo wasn't there when he was when he was taking Buttercup through the fire swamp and everything. Like True, true. In the part where he's in the pit of despair... <laughs> Aren't we all? Yeah! <laughs> in the part where he's in the pit of despair, like, that's the one time where I guess they see him without his mask and everything, and they, like, meet him as Wesley. Yeah. And then they take him to the Miracle Max, and he's like, what do you have to live for? And he's like, true love. love. Like, yeah. no one, no one mentioned Buttercup at all. And then at Miracle Max's place, he's like, this is, bu- this is Buttercup's true love. Like, it just, it kind of made me laugh. And then the fact that they're in a giant castle and Wesley knows exactly where the honeymoon suite is. Like, <laughs> to go lay. I was like, what? Lay dramatically right. on the bed. <laughs> he just picked the right door out of 37,000. So, I mean, obviously, like, I'm not taking it too seriously. It's a movie that's stuff, like, stuff like that happens all the time in movies. But that's my only, my only, like, negative critique was, like, how do these people know everything about everything when no one said a dang word? We're just going to chalk it up to context clues. <laughs> yes! Exactly. So yeah, that's that's all I have on my end. And that drop your sword and I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Like those are the most gangster lines in any movie ever. Just saying. <laughs> all right, Lex, is this something that we would have rewatched without the podcast to prompt us? I feel like this is intuitive. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, we absolutely would have rewatched this without a doubt. I'll yes. probably rewatch it again next week because I love it so much. So Right? <laughs> So do you think this holds up 
I mean, I guess I guess we we both know that it holds up, but would you say that you liked it better as a kid or do you like it better now that you're an adult and you can catch all these sexual innuendos and <laughs> the jokes that you missed? Definitely better as an adult. Definitely better as an adult. Yeah. I think it just gets better with time. Like what is it? What's that saying? Like it's a fine wine, gets better with time. Um Yeah. Yeah, no. I absolutely think that this is just such a good movie. It ages gracefully because it doesn't take itself too seriously. So yeah. For sure. Definitely. What about you? I completely agree. And like I said, I ne- I hadn't really seen this a lot as a kid, but I love it now that I'm an adult. It's so good. And yeah. like you said, it just gets better. <laughs> um, so do you think this film is worth all the hype that it got? Or do you think it's overrated or underrated at all? It is absolutely worth all the hype that it gets. There's- yeah. It's, it's not it's not overrated and it's definitely not underrated because this is mm-hmm. considered one of the movie classics of all time. Yeah. So it's I think it's perfectly rated exactly where it is. Yeah. I mean, honestly, though, anytime anyone tells me they haven't seen The Princess Bride, like if it just comes up in conversation, I am blocking them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know you. <laughs> I don't need that negativity in my life. OK, literally. All right, so let's jump into our critic ratings. Get into it. Yeah, The Princess Bride received an 8 out of 10 on IMDb, a 97% on the Rotten Tomatoes critic meter, a 94% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and 5 out of 5 stars on Common Sense Media. Common Sense Media describes it as a witty, winsome fairy tale for the whole family, which it doesn't get better than that. The only thing I could say is if IMDb also rated it as a 9 out of 10 instead of an 8 out of 10, but otherwise, absolutely agree. I mean, the only thing that could have made this film better is if I was Buttercup, but that's a different story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it's time for our ratings now. So we're rating it on a scale of A plus to F minus. A plus meaning this film slaps harder than Fezzik. It was as beautiful as Buttercup. And Wesley is my soulmate now and forevermore. Or F minus being the storyline was about as scary as an R.O.U.S., quicksand or a fire swamp. And the film is now mostly dead. What would you rate this, Steph? This movie's in my top 10 movies of all time list that I keep as a running list literally on my phone. Um, so, so F a, minus. Yes, naturally F minus. <laughs> no, it's an A plus 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 for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I'm giving it a D. So, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am giving it an A plus. Love that. So good. So, so good. good. So Everyone good. Everyone should watch it. All right, so you can now watch The Princess Bride on Disney Plus or Hulu. And if you love this film like we do, I highly recommend reading the novel As You Wish by Carrie Elwes, who plays Wesley in the movie, obviously. It's a fun, heartfelt, behind-the-scenes sneak peek of what really happened during filming, and it gives great insight as to what exactly makes this cult classic so great. Maybe you can read it while enjoying a nice MLT. (laughs) (laughs) I had to slip one last one in there. You had to sneak that one in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, be sure to give us a review on whatever platform you're listening with. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Chasing Childhood Podcast and on Facebook at Just Chasing Childhood to connect with us and stay updated on episodes and announcements. And we would like to wish everyone a happy Valentine's Day, or as I like to call it, National Single Persons Awareness Day. We hope you stay safe and we hope you eat your weight in chocolate. All right. Thanks so much for joining, everyone. Have fun storming the castle!